I mean, my fupa is absolutely neurogenous. You so. know what? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the word fupa in this podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pell Talk, the latest podcast about sex, dating, and all that's in between. I'm Chrissy McManigal. I'm Chelsea Langang. And I'm Haley Robinson. And today joining us is actually our video producer, Jordan Pickett, who's playing Chelsea Langang as she is indisposed at the moment. And for our mm-hmm. guests, we have Haley Robinson, our managing editor. And you may have heard her, she was on Play Like a Girl last season. So today we are talking about erogenous zones, everyone's favorite place to touch. Mm-hmm. So basically what an erogenous zone is, is just an area of the human body as heightened sensitivity and stimulation of which may generate a sexual response, such as relaxation in the production of sexual fantasies, sexual arousal, and orgasm. So yeah, they're kind of important. I would suggest you figure out where they are, especially women when it comes to sexual intercourse and things like that. kind of sexist. What? Well, hold on, hold on. Yes, men have erogenous zones. I was getting there. Just saying. Not all men can find them. Wow. We all remember the uh, clip from Friends where, who is it? It's not Joey. It's, um, who's the other one? The one, the sarcastic one. Chandler? It? Yeah, it's Chandler. Chandler Chandler's like talking about how, like, how he like had sex with the same girl as Joey. And it wasn't nearly as good for her with him as it was for Joey. And Monica gives him the lowdown and these seven important spots to hit. And he kind of has an epiphany there. And mm-hmm. Monica sure as hell enjoys herself as mm-hmm. she's talking about it and giving him a... Uh, formula of how to use them mm-hmm. it's an excellent clip just go go online look them up on youtube so we are going to start off with these seven erogenous zones for women and for men start off with we have the women number one is the clitoris i hope you know where it is if you don't just find the vaginal opening and go north about i want to say one inch it's a small it's a small pearl kind of mm. there's a small hood over it as well mm-hmm. she probably knows where it is if she's a nice person she'll tell you where it is it's also really not that hard to find you you'd know, be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like okay. when, when I, I understand, <laughs> as, as a lesbian, <laughs> it's not that hard to find. Yeah, but that's like you're an expert on this, though. That's the thing. You got to think from like the inexperienced point of view. It's really not but, that hard <laughs> to find. <laughs> to, to be fair, so some people have their first sex experience in the dark. That's the thing. But you should still find it. If I woman, did, and I could still find it. But when you're the, a woman. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Like when a woman's aroused, uh-huh. the clit actually like hard- sometimes hardens and, hardens and or becomes engorged, engorged yes with blood. i hate that word Engor- it's an awful word engorged am i right Haley? so it's easier yeah. to, it's easier to find when you're turned oh, no, on it absolutely also, is also i could feel it with my tongue Same. maybe you're not going down enough on women jordan maybe that's why you i can't find it wow i have what? plenty of experience in that department oh okay mm-hmm. fair enough mm-hmm and so the clitoris is extremely sensitive. It has more nerve endings in that little bundle than the man has on the head of his penis. And it's a much smaller area, surface area as well. You should be careful with it. I feel like a lot of men are too aggressive with the clit sometimes. Like they're just like, oh, hey, I, it's like a goddamn car. Let's wash it like a goddamn car. Like rub that shit no, in. No, dude. No, you'd be delicate. No, you just, you just fucking draw the alphabet with the tip of your tongue. That's all you okay, do. Okay, yeah. Not but all men are willing to go down and they women. just like rub that shit down. It's like, no. Hold on. Some women are just like too sensitive in that department. It's just a sensitive area. There's definitely varying levels of like oversensitivity though, right? Like, absolutely. There's some women where you can just like fucking, you could take a like a fucking like a like a sander to that for for like ten minutes and it'd be fine. Goddamn. I think you just really have to 
ask what feels best I think you just have to, her. like, find the limit you know, and then exceed it constantly. One of my favorite clips I've ever seen, <laughs> uh-huh. one of my favorite movie clips is actually called Chasing Amy. I don't know if you see that movie. Never, never heard okay, of it. Okay, it, it's an interesting movie. It's Ben Affleck in it. And Faith. there's... A, there is a scene where guy is talking to a girl mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, I don't like going down women. And she gets in his face like, what is your problem? Is it the smell? And he's like, no, the smell is fine. No one tells me what to do. I'm down there. I have no that's, that's fucking a fair idea. Point. And it's, you know, it's fair. Like women should be directing them like a, like a goddamn airplane. Like go to the left, go to the right or stop, you know, like with a little. Okay. I mean. Not, not that literally, but like we should be giving more directions. Like, hey, like tone it down or like move a little bit to the left. In but, my like decent sample size no one really like enjoys the taste of vagina like if i got that at a restaurant i might be offended it's like but if i made it myself at home i'd be like it's pretty good you know what um (laughs) so it's not like it's not it's not like that's a factor it's just like yeah some people don't know what to do and a lot of people aren't verbal you know yeah i mean like directing is important it is yeah Mm -hmm. communication is always key yeah Mm -hmm. calm to (laughs) done Code switching. I don't think code switching has anything to do with this. I think you can bring code switching into the bedroom easily. All right. So number two on the list is the vagina. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not the vulva area. Most people misuse the term vagina. It is actually the vaginal canal. So, like, vulva is, like, the... Vulva is, like, everything. It is, yeah. It's the outer outer genitalia, technically. Mm -hmm. Labia majora, labia minor, things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And the vagina is is the actual vaginal canal. If you're lucky, you'll find a G-spot in there, too, Mm -hmm. which is... There's a lot of argument behind that one, if it exists or not, if it is an extension of the clitoris into the vaginal wall. It's a lot of just shit going down for that one. Science doesn't know. Most lesbians would tell you it does exist. I, I think it we exists. We found it well before scientists Okay, did. I mean, even if it doesn't exist, like, it's effective, you know, so it doesn't need mm-hmm. to exist at that point. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but the interior of the vagina also still has nerve endings. Mm-hmm. And that some women say that deep stimulation leads to more intense orgasms. And that the outer edge of the vagina, on the other hand, responds to light touches. That makes sense. Three is the cervix, which is technically... Mm. It mm. feels weird, right? No. Like Haley disagrees. <sighs> Interesting. Okay. Hold on. Hold I, on. I think some people are very sensitive in the cervical region. It hurts. I think it, you can definitely hurt it Yes, definitely. Easily. So the cervix is towards the very top of the vaginal canal. It is what? I would have said back because top to me is like G-spot area. Top. So like the back of the canal. Uh-huh. I'm thinking the canal is like a cylindrical I mean, the canal, the canal goes up, but like to me, top is like the front. Okay. The forward fine, facing fine. wall. At the, end, okay. yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Sorry. At the end of the tunnel, <laughs> there is a cervix. And uh-huh. it is the barrier between your vaginal canal and your uterus. Mm-hmm. It keeps ba- you know stuff out. If you're pregnant, it keeps that kid in, in the oven. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And the cervix actually has its own feel-good pathways and things like that. And so... Some research suggests that the vaginal, clitoral, and cervix stimulation all respond separately and distinctly to sexual stimuli. Mm-hmm. But the nerves and the cervix respond to pressure touches. So, yeah. Haley, your input. I have very, like, vivid memories of people talking about, in, in like, One Direction porn, like, when mm-hmm. I was 14. Okay. Talking about banging on the cervix. Uh-huh. And that just like, bottoming of, out? Oh, it just... I mean, it happens. I don't like that... Uh, There's, um, like, nothing you can really do about yeah, that. Yeah, I know, but, it like, it hurts. I don't know. For me, I actually really enjoy the pressure from bottoming out. It's a good sensation. It's, like, it's like feeling, yeah, it's feeling full and yeah, a little you bit more. Yeah, you don't need it to hit your cervix. The cervix feels weird. It is. It's, it's like, kind of smooth, but has a weird shape to it's, it. I don't even know. It's, like, 
It's interesting. It's weird. It's weird. I uh, recommend you uh, go sample a few. So number four <laughs> what? is... What? <laughs> number four Jesus. are mouth and lips. And so I, I, I have heard that lips Same. are really good for foreplay and things like that. So in a recent survey, they found that kissing was more important in relationship building than sexual arousal. And then other studies suggest that many women rank the lips and mouth highly as erogenous zones. But it could be both also. I don't know. Kissing, good for foreplay, things like that. Apparently, like... Touching the lips releases oxytocin. Oxytocin, yeah, yep. which is like feel good chemicals for your brain, things like that. I Yo, what? Biting the lower lip. Yes. Mm. Nut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just nut immediately. <laughs> it's good. Good, it's good shit. Good shit. Yeah, nip kissing's good. Sucking on lower lips, like drawing them into your mouth, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Tongue plays. Uh, some people like suck on the tip of your tongue. I don't. I don't. Mm. That one's weird to me. Like that's because the texture is really odd. So. See, I like the texture, and it's not like in a sexual way. It's just really satisfying. Something, okay. that, something about the texture of a tongue when it's not yours, really interesting. All right, number five is the neck, and mm. so according to a large international survey of women, both the nape of the neck and the back of the neck. What's the difference? The nape and the back. The, of the nape neck? is the side, isn't it? Is it? The nape the is like I thought the nape the was nape like the, is the like right, little, like right under the skull. Meets your like. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's what I always yeah. thought. And then the back is more like just in your the back. whole, like the whole back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Both the nape and the back of the neck are among the top ten erogenous zones, and that the neck is, is very sensitive to light touches, especially with people with low body fat. Apparently, so hmm. I don't know. Other surveys found that women with spinal cord injuries can get turned on by neck stimulation alone. Well, because that's a thing where, like, yeah. if you if you was feeling in a certain erogenous zone, they can, like, move to other places. Yeah, definitely. That's really common with, like, mastectomies. Um, it tends to move to, like, the feet. And the feet become, like, a really strong erogenous zone comparable to that's what the nipples really would have been. That's interesting. Kind of weird. Huh. Yeah. Number six on the list, it's kind of low on the list, are their breasts and nipples, like mm-hmm. we just talked about. While both men and women may look at breasts... They're not just for show. They actually play a pretty important role in sexual arousal. Nipple stimulation sets off fireworks in the same region of the brain that processes sensations from the clitoris and vagina. Kind of interesting. And just as with the clitoris, pressure and vibration are generally the way to go. You know, mm. pressure and vibration, that's kind of Vibrations are really I've never, weird. I've never heard that. Who's vibrating like some girl's titties? Like, like, what do you? I don't, oh wait, hold on. Like, if you read like smut books and things like that, you'll see like they'll, they'll include scenes where like they're like waving a vibrating wand across her chest and what whatever. The fuck? What? What like, is that? Like that? Like that shows up once in a while. I'm just like, you know what? I'd rather not. You read some weird smut. Don't read it that often. But pressure makes sense, especially with nipple. Pressure? Cramps. No, pressure makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's the release of pressure as well. That's really important. Pro tip: If you don't want to buy expensive nipple clips, do not say chip clips. Everyone has chip clips at home. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to attach a string so you can do the thing where you just yank it off what the chip clip yeah well because some nipple clamps have the chain that attaches yeah. them you're supposed yeah. to just yank but it the, thi- the thing about that is that you can adjust the tightness of the nipple clamps that you get yeah you or, can't do that with chip clips i mean i guess mm-hmm. binder clips are better if you really want something to Everyone's nipples just retracted oh into their body. Yeah, I'm holding mine right now. <laughs> oh. And so there are some women that actually can orgasm through nipple stimulation alone. I'm not one of these people. Mm. Like, it's it's a nice, like, it's a good starter. It's good for foreplay. It's great while you're having sex and there's other stimulation going on. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's a garnish. It's not like the entire meal. That's how I feel about it. It's just like some cilantro. Parsley. Mm, parsley's disgusting. Haley, parsley. Mm-hmm. Tastes like soap. No, I don't really like cilantro. 
Oh, I fuck with cilantro so hard. I'm okay with cilantro. Last on the list for number seven are ears, and they're really sensitive to touch. Mm-hmm. It's probably due to a large number of nerve endings, and there's no science yet as to why ears are erogenous, but there's some consensus there. I mean, yeah. put a tongue in my ear and just nut. <laughs> <laughs> like right behind the ear. Too. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good spot. But also, like when I feel like right below the ear, but when mm-hmm. it comes to the neck, that that's a really good spot mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so like it's right, that they're right all there. interconnected. Honestly, just like chew on my ear fuck it <laughs> didn't mike tyson bite off a ear he did yeah a couple times right i mean not that hard i think twice not that hard <laughs> but like so now we move on to the male erogenous zones mm-hmm. number one no biggie it's the penis no biggie <laughs> i mean it's kind of obvious but it's worth noting that both survey and lab-based scientific experiments demonstrate that penile stimulation contributes to sexual satisfaction great to know shocking yeah it's like they weren't just playing with their willies for no reason. Mm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And circumcision does not appear to decrease sensation or sexual satisfaction. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either, personally. I have... Okay, no, so like... All right, it, it reduced... I'll let the dick talk first. Please, no. please, let me mansplain this to you two. <laughs> it removes something like 90% of the nerves in the region, but I think science is kind of saying that your body eventually learns to turn up the sensitivity on what's left mm-hmm. to recoup that feeling. But I still feel cheated, you know? Like, I, I was a baby. I didn't tell anyone they could fucking cut my calamari ring off or anything. <laughs> Did you know that a lot of moms keep it? Ew. Yeah, some yeah my mom still has it. <laughs> what in a, the fuck? In a, ba- in a baggie, I've seen it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the the reason circumcision is so popular in the United States is because the people from Kellogg's from the Cheerios company mm-hmm. really advocated for circumcision as a cure for masturbation mm-hmm. because mm. they thought masturbation was causing laziness in young boys. And it was that whole thing where they there was a long time where people believed that you would get like disgusting like smegma infections if you didn't remove the foreskin like yeah which is actually actually untrue yeah you have to really try to like get a fucking grungy dick Mm -hmm. you know also like it actually is protective it is it absolutely is fuck society and like i don't know as i've dealt with my fair share of both cut and uncut men Mm -hmm. and there is a difference like i have to use different techniques when i'm working with different men because like okay so i lost my Mm. virginity to someone who was not circumcised Mm -hmm. got the turtleneck sure whatever you know i kind of like developed like some like tools let's do tools let's say tools and methods tools and methods methods to succeed let's just say that and i applied like those like the syllabus i applied that to my second partner who was circumcised and it backfired immediately like he's like no we are you don't know how." so i'm guessing are you talking about like me that i didn't know how to handle a dick i'm like you know what after three years i think i kind of know a little bit are you talking like hand jobs Definitely want to Yeah, because when you're uncircumcised, there's just a lot more fluidity to the skin, you know? There's a lot. It's like, it's kind of like no, a loose w- sock, you know? It wasn't that part, actually. What was it? But basically, one person was too sensitive towards the head, and it wasn't the fluidity. That wasn't the issue. Mm-hmm. It was just w- where was more sensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that necessarily has to do with circumcised versus uncircumcised. I think that's just man to man. Like, hmm. I mean, it's the same with women. Like, some partners have had, they're just like, don't fucking touch my nipples. Like, literally, like, we'll be, we'll be, yeah, they'll get angry. With my second partner, he's like, you can't go anywhere near the head of my penis. I'm like, you know, how, how do you expect me to give you a blowjob? That's really weird. Yeah. Cause That's he, really strange. He's like, I don't touch it when I masturbate. I'm like, you don't touch the tip. I mean, I don't either, but it's but not like, like you, an avoidance thing. It's just 
what am I gonna do? Just fucking like <laughs> no, like he doesn't like like you know sometimes like you know sometimes <laughs> when you do hand jobs, like uh-huh. your thumb will like brush like towards the head sometimes a little bit. What's your thumb? Are you like thumbs no, up? No, like good job, buddy. Like <laughs> no, I'm pulling upwards like sometimes with brushes and things like that. He's just like I think no. you're just too high up on the shaft. No, honestly. I'm not. I've perfect. I've perfected my blowjob. All right. <laughs> Alien inputs. I've never had sex with someone with a dick, so I don't know. I really can't contribute here. <laughs> okay, maybe apparently, considering this current sample size, Jordan's making me feel like I'm inadequate now. <laughs> I know I'm so adequate, but whatever. <laughs> we'll move on. And so number two, what? We're moving on. <laughs> We're moving on. Number two is get, mouth gonna, and lips. Is mouth and lips. So for men, it's highly sensitive, especially to light touches, temperature, and pressure. See, I don't know if that's like an erogenous zone, personally. More just like an erogenous experience. You know what I'm saying? I think you need to elaborate a little more. Well, like, I don't think just like any kind of interaction with mouth and lips is like, wow, like instant nut, you know? Like, I don't think it's the actual contact. I think it's just the experience, the, the that fact in. that it's happening and I don't know, some, something like that. I don't think it's the actual physical feeling, more just like the context and like the, the emotional hmm. feeling, you know? I can I can understand that, yeah. Haley's there with me. All right. Her partners have had mouth and lips. She can relate to this one. I hope one. so. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is the scrotum. See, okay. Doesn't do much. I like, everyone says fucking like cup the balls. Wait, hold on. Balls aren't like important for you? It doesn't really, I mean, it's like, it's nice, like, thanks, but like. Wow, because like. It's it's like the first N of nut. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, it's the cilantro of my sexual experience, you know. So with scrotums, they're ranked number three in the ability to produce sexual arousal, and it is the most notable erogenous zones, according to the study. And so a lot of nerves there, which means it's super sensitive to touches, but there's no research to back up what type of touch is best. So it's kind of like figure it out mm-hmm. the men i've dealt with love their balls being played with so this is interesting for me i mean okay not that like, it's even like happened when, that right, so like the thing is, i don't like just okay. go for the balls like no sure like, that's, that's rude it, <laughs> it's you're right i like it, it it's like parsley it's a, it's a garnish when it comes to certain acts like blowjobs like you'll like cup them personally i'd go for a rusty trombone over like a, a cup the balls you know okay <laughs> Haley, rusty trombone, you familiar? I, do I want to It's where you eat a guy's ass while you fucking <laughs> jerk his dick off like a trombone. <laughs> mm. um, but no, like, not that I've had much interaction from other partners with, like, the scrote, but even just, like, experimenting myself. Like, there's not much. It doesn't do much. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. What about the gooch, though? Uh, not with the gooch either, see, because I, I just, like... I just like really fucked up my gooch as a child. <laughs> okay, so Haley, you don't know this because you you haven't interacted with penises. If you like firmly press the gooch as you're climaxing, nothing comes out. It goes into your bladder. Oh so, no, I knew that. So it's convenient when you're in bed as a child and you don't want to deal with that. And apparently, if you do that a lot, it kind of causes it like some temporary. Your uh, yeah, it inflames your prostate and you have like ED symptoms for like a while. So. That was my childhood and early sexual career. That's unfortunate. It was unfortunate. <laughs> so no, the gooch is not an erogenous zone for I, me. Number four is the neck. Just like women, neck is also a turn-on for men as for women. And is ranked pretty highly up on the list. 
and so is great for sensitive to low frequency vibration what is up with vibrations in this survey do people just run like vibrating hitachi wands all over their bodies yeah i think that's like a like a like a light torture thing with bondage light bondage running like a switch or like a vibrator around the body is kind of just like a thing okay Mm. five is also nipples for men no thanks Stay away from my fucking nips. And so, as for women, men rank nipples <laughs> as a definite hotspot in this survey. I think Jordan, Jordan's just a black sheep. He's like the 0.1% that don't agree with surveys. We'll just do that. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Monster Energy Zero Ultra. Zero sugar, zero calories. Uh... Yeah. They're paying us zero dollars for this. Zero dollars. <laughs> so wild men's nipples. Any don't... of your partners ever lactate? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> no. Have you? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> so uh, yeah, t- a couple times. <laughs> hold on. So men supposedly <laughs> supposedly lactate when it, when their partners are pregnant. Well, I was like a teenage, I was like 13 or 14, so I don't think anyone was pregnant. I think I was just like, puberty. time to milk. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever seen those weird fetish porns where the girl like squirts milk on the guy? Yeah. Not into that. Not into that. But I've heard breast milk's actually kind of good. It's supposed to be sweet. I, I it's supposed to be know. really sweet. I wouldn't There's remember. companies that sell ice cream made of breast milk. I remember once <clears> on uh it was a show that Gordon Ramsay was a judge mm-hmm. on. Someone made something with breast milk. What the fuck? Yeah. Did the girl just like start pumping in the kitchen or something? Like I, I don't know. She but get the he, breast milk? he was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you think is that what he said? No. <laughs> Fucking love Gordon Ramsay. And so, while men's nipples don't really have the same purpose as they do for women, they don't have the same mammary glands. That doesn't mean they're not useless. They still have nerve endings. And, uh, yeah. But you don't see nipple play that often for men in Mm-mm. porn. Like, we, I don't see it. You do in gay porn. In gay porn? I'll start here that channel. It's been, a, it's been a few months. Do you know what it would be called if men had mammary glands? Mammary glands. And number six on the list is the perineum, a.k.a. the gooch. The ABC. Yeah, I would say the ABC. What else, what else is that called? There's a lot of words for it. Um, fleshy fun bridge. Mm-hmm. Any, any you got? So for people who don't know that is, it is the... Um, Ass ball connection. Yeah, it's a soft spot behind your balls before your anus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, behind the skin is your prostate, actually. So it's a pretty sensitive area. Mm-hmm. It's hooked up to perineal nerves, which help convey sensations of sexual pleasure from the genitals to the brain. If you're not acquainted with it, try it out. I'm Some surprised they said perineum and not prostate, because a lot of men are into prostate play, where you use like a, a hooked toy. Mm-hmm inserted in the anus so for to massage the, the prostate the directly. prostate isn't it just like two inches in it's about yeah about two inches in cool it's big one for gay men it's true yeah it's no. also great when you go to the doctor and they're like all right bend over and then just right in yeah apparently my dad passed out the first time he ever had see i like i kind of liked it nice i was expecting so have you tried begging so you s- so you see on TV where it's like knees to the chest and they're just like, all right, you know. Yeah. But no, mine was just like, she was just like, all right, bend over the table. And then just two fingers. And she pushed sh- like so hard I fell over. <laughs> like there was some force behind that shit. Holy 
holy shit. And she was like, can you feel this? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And you enjoyed it? Uh, it, it, it was eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last on the list for men is number seven at ears, mm. which are also highly sensitive. Mm-hmm. And Jordan likes Mega tongue. nut. He likes a tongue in his ear, apparently. Tongue in the ear. Haley, tongue, tongue ear? Anything I on that? never tried that one. Really? Just like behind the ear mostly. Like mm. right underneath it mm-hmm. on the neck. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. Maybe it's just like that. an ASMR thing. Maybe. But apparently ear touching is really helpful for men to orgasm. Fun fact. Hmm. And that wraps up our seven erogenous zones for men and women. Cool. What about the urethra? Okay. Sounding. So, hold on. I've, t- I've talked to people about sounding. My mm. friend does it a lot. Mm-hmm. And he does it for like... The experience because it mm-hmm. turns other men on the idea of doing it but for him he got no sexual pleasure out of it because there isn't that many nerves in there mm-hmm. and also your urethra doesn't stretch at all or anything like that Mm-mm. so it was very it was kind of an uncomfortable experience for him mm. and i don't know for those who don't know what sounding is it's basically taking small rod like objects and sh- pushing them down your urethra mm-hmm. so yeah sounds uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i don't have a dick so i wouldn't know I don't know, would you do it? Would you do it? I have a very small urethra, so probably not. All right. I feel like a lot of u- urethras are pretty small to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to m- have mine surgically enlarged as a child. <laughs> or else my dick was going to close. Just going to be like closed for business. My friend, when he got his first erection as a child, he thought the pee had moved from his balls into his shaft and it was being stored there. <laughs> yeah, what? What do you, yeah, like, what do you boys think when they're like, oh my god, what's going on? I don't remember. You don't um, remember? Chris? It was probably in class at some point. I, I don't specifically remember, like, what really happened. You get really good at the thumb tuck, though. You, the what? The thumb tuck? Haley, thumb tuck? Mm. Hand in pocket, thumb, under, flip it up under the waistband. Oh, Boom. oh okay. Easy. Svelte. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Is the back an erogenous zone? The back? See, I think light touches are really, really I mean, good. scratch my back. Fucking nut. <laughs> All caps, nut. Haley, back, anything? I like back massages because I have, like, really horrible back problems. So usually massages make it feel better. I think that's just, like, a marker of being a millennial is terrible back problems. We're, so yeah. we're hunched over all the time. like. Yeah, dude. That's what it is. It's Twitter thumb and fucking phone back. When I was in fifth grade, I threw out my back because I tried to carry 18 books at the same time. What's wrong with you? I used to read like two or three books a day. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Hmm. I used to always break into the Scholastic Book Fair early because I wanted all the good shit. Oh, Scholastic Book Fairs are so great. mm -hmm. Like 18 books like was a week's worth of books for me. So I was trying to bring them back to the library so I could get my next week of books. Hmm. It also broke my backpack. Jesus Christ. I think feet are definitely one one that we haven't touched on. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm. foot fetishes are a foot thing. Foot fetishes are they definitely, exist. they def- are, yes, mm-hmm. huge thing. It's one of, the more, one of the most common ones, actually. If I get my arches touched, yes, I do like that a lot. A toe sucking, I'm not into, like, sure, mm. like, I've had Dunbeams, like, mm-hmm. I'm just squirming right now and not because I'm, like, into it just because, like, I'm uncomfortable. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, but I don't know. Arches, because like, I, I care a lot of attention on my arches, so I'm just like, if anyone touches I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but I guess it also falls under the idea of like back massages, just like 
wellness and care <laughs> rather than like sex mm. so i don't know does like touching the butt count the butt i don't know if that's erogenous um there is actually a lot of debate behind that one mm-hmm. small touches are good also you can beat the absolute hell out of it and women still enjoy it yeah that's always bomb because like, like here's the thing about your ass it's like it's not like light touches or like vibrations or pressure that turns you on. It's pain that's turning you on because pain is so close to. Okay, so I can, yeah, that's not an erogenous zone then. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not an erogenous zone then, but mm-hmm. yes, touch my butt. All right, and that was Pillow Talk. I'm Chelsea Langang. It's not how my outro goes, <laughs> you heathen. <laughs> God, you imposter. We All just right. want to say a real quick thanks to uh, MeUndies. If you use the sign-up <laughs> code Pillow Talk, that's MeUndies.com slash Pillow Talk. You can get 10% off your first order. Please don't. <laughs> but actually, sponsor us. We're so broke right now. Uh, we need money for our sex toys. That about Thanks wraps to up. Adam and Eve. <laughs> Thanks to Castle, <laughs> Babeland. Castle Megastar. This has been Pill Talk with Chrissy McManigle and... Lelsie Changang. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn, Chelsea's going to hear this and just cry. <laughs> just cry on the inside. I'm sorry, Chelsea. The one day you're gone. And... And Haley Robinson. Yeah, so thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, concerns, you want to hear topics from us, please email us at podcast at dailyheatup.com. If you haven't checked out our Twitter, please go look at that. And stay tuned for our season premiere. It's going to be coming out, I think, two weeks. So stay tuned for that. See you next week. Did you know Peruvians have their own type of Chinese food? Or that Vietnamese food is heavily influenced by French cuisine? Have you ever wondered what other cultures' drunk food is like? Explore these topics and more right here on the Soundbite Network. My name is Dee Dee Madigan, and I'm the host of Home Plates, a podcast all about food. Catch up on the first season of Home Plates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. New episodes air every Wednesday. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.